With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. And we begin the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Mike Pritchard here from South Point Casino in fabulous Las Vegas. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin on this Wednesday. Right? We have so much to get to. And again, on Wednesday, that means we have Steve Mackinnon. He's got some numbers detailing certain pitchers that you can make a pretty penny, either fading or rolling with, depending on whether or not these guys are pitching at home or away. So some really valuable information in Major League Baseball. We're going to have Lou Finicaro join us in hour number two, and we've got a huge UFC 275 uh, pay-per-view card coming up this weekend with not one but two title bouts on that. So we'll get Lou's thoughts and figure out if we have some live dogs in those uh, two title matches. And also, Carl Paulson is going to join us once again uh, from uh, Sirius XM Radio. PGA Tour Radio does a great job, former tour player. And I texted Carl yesterday on the way in to do this show 24 mm-hmm. hours ago. And that was because the bombshell of Dustin Johnson, right? And then, oh, and then the news of Tiger Woods. And he's not going to play at the U.S. Open next week in Brooklyn, Mass. And I thought, well, okay. Then we can exhale and the golf world is going to calm down. New world order. <laughs> Sting has entered the ring. He is the third man, and that third man is Bryson DeChambeau. I can't even take a nap anymore and wake up and not find a big defection to live golf. Who's Hollywood Hogan? I don't know who it is, Rich. <laughs> okay. But this is insanity. Did you ever in your mind think that we'd be talking about golf as the one you know, of the major sports out there? where we'd have calamity like this. You know what, Dave? I'll tell you what. Um, in, in my sport, National Football League, I think a lot of other sports can learn from the National Football League. Create drama because now you have a calendar year discussion. Not as if golf already had that. Golf already had that. I mean, with the majors that they have, but it's mostly on the course. But if you want to have everybody uh, talking about your sport, growing your sport this way, the business of growing your sport – uh, there's nothing wrong with, with this. It's their Kardashian way. Uh, you just got to be relevant. You have to have people talking about you, whether it's drama involved or not. I don't think this is bad for golf. I think you're spot on. I think, I think you're looking at it through the prism that I am as well, which is competition is good. Mm-hmm. Don't look at it as a negative if you're the PGA Tour. 
right? And I get it. Like, I think if, if there was another network that really came along to try to do what we do, we'd probably say, oh, what's this all about? And you take some of our top guys and mm -hmm. right, you're starting to, and it would get your attention. Right. But at the end of the day, if you're secu secure in who you are, and I'm sure the PGA Tour is, mm -hmm. they are. they're going to go, okay, go ahead, do your thing. Let's see. How, we'll be watching, too. You better believe it. Oh, and the PGA has to act that way, too, because they have all the records. They have all the relevant um, uh, situations when it comes to— All the history. All the history, right? And, and so uh, there, there's something to speak about that, especially if you're like Tiger Woods and you're chasing history. Mm. Uh, and you're the most dominant golfer uh, of your era, your time, and maybe perhaps ever. Uh, so you have that force and play, too, for the PGA, and they know that. They, they are the big dog, and they have this upstart that's trying to make waves, and— We'll, we'll see what happens. I, I think if you're the big dog, you, you kind of wait and see what happens more so than try to, you know, get involved with an iron fist. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Because they, they could do that. Yes, They Chris. could do that, but they don't have to right now. Don't overextend right. your hand. You you've still have all the aces if you're the PGA Tour. And if you come out with, with an iron fist, and you and I were talking about it before the show a little bit, and you govern the Ryder Cup and the President's Cup, those are under the PGA Tour purview, mm -hmm. right? So they could technically say to those guys, you're not eligible anymore. And I know that's happening right now with, with some of the European players and whether or not they're going to be on the European Ryder Cup team. And I think that's where the mistake could happen for the world of golf. If they start to say, no, you're not eligible now mm -hmm. to play in our marquee events, you're going to water down your marquee events. So I think you think you're saying we're going to use this as an incentive not to join. Those guys are going to go. If that money's there, they're going to go. Oh, sure. And absolutely. We're seeing it now. And we the money get, is there right now. And the money is there right now. <laughs> so I think you need to safeguard the integrity mm -hmm. of some of your showcase pieces, i.e. the Ryder Cup. And to me, and I know it's easy for me to stay on the outside, but if I had Jay Monahan's ear, and by all accounts, and Carl knows Jay, and we'll talk to, to Carl about it, you know, I would tell Jay, let those guys play in the Ryder Cup. I'd still allow them to do that, to come back and represent good old U.S. of right. A. And you would hope that Europe's best players would still be eligible to play in the Ryder Cup so that that event that the PGA Tour still governs is not watered down with lesser players. Isn't the Ryder Cup supposed to represent pride of country? Like, I mean, we all make business decisions. We all we all do what's best for our family. That's <laughs> Dustin <it>. Johnson. He's, <laughs> that's going to be his that's on his T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing what's best for my family. Exactly, exactly. But uh, the Ryder Cup sets that apart because it's not about business, right? It's about representing your country and, and playing for your country that way. So I, I think the PGA would make a mistake if they don't invite these type of players that can help you uh, win the Ryder Cup. Uh, represent the United States of America that way. I think you're 100% spot on. If they can look at it through that prism, I think mm -hmm. they, they might make those those decisions. We'll find out what they do, because right now it sounds like those guys aren't. And oh, by the way, Phil Mickelson's going to show up at Brookline in two weeks at the U.S. Open. Louis Oosthuizen is going to show up at Brookline in two weeks at the U.S. Open. Dustin Johnson's going to be at Brookline. And I wonder, Pritch, if we're going to have, if this live golf, and we'll find out what this looks like this year, right? right. It's not a long season. Right. Does it go into a second season? Is it going to be like the USFL? and collapse eventually, mm -hmm. you know, all these other rival football leagues that came before the NFL and, and tried to really take their best shot at the King and it didn't work. Right. Or if it's successful, do we end up having at major championships like the NWO t-shirts on one side <laughs> and the WWE on the other side? Is this going to be like WCW against WWE? And I don't even know, to your point, that that would be bad for the sport. I don't know if you had guys rocking live and guys rocking PGA Tour and it became 
like the, the, the sharks and the what was the thing in the at West Side Story? You know, all these rival right, right. rival things. Like, I don't know that that would be bad. I know the PGA PGA Tour doesn't want that because they want monopoly. Sure, they sure want it does. To be the big player. Competition will drive excellence. I, I believe in that wholeheartedly. The sharks uh, and, and the Jets, right? Okay, the Jets, right? <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, if Liv grows, they get a, a television sponsorship, they get a partner that way. Then absolutely, yeah, the PGA is going to have to pay attention to that. Yep. But that competition will make them better, though. No question about it. And by the way, there are numbers up on this first live golf event this weekend over in England. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're a betting network, and we're, right. we're going to try to break it down as best we can and try to give you that information. I saw Phil is at 30 to 1. I saw a picture of Phil online with Dustin Johnson. Don't know if I'd take that number at 31. Just <laughs> just if you if you saw the picture that's been circulating out. Looks like they've been having a lot of fun. I'm sure it's a party this weekend for live golf and their inaugural event in London. You think those guys aren't having a good time? Sure, they're having a great time. They're having a great time. Um, and, you know, by the way, Dave, look, I, I don't know if you handicap golf that way. Uh, sometimes, I mean, you saw sometimes that kind of atmosphere, if you will, yes. or that kind of environment, if you will, can help your golf game. Well, I'm, I, it's, I remember the story, if you remember a couple of years ago, when Dustin Johnson was the world number one player. Wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. And he slipped on wet steps the night before the start of Augusta and couldn't play. That was the story. I don't know if I'd buy it. I'm just saying. Those guys are going to get after it. Oh, yeah. They're going to have a good time. They're like, this is the Rebel Golf League. This is the Darth Vader of golf. This is the NWO. And they're going to live it up. That should factor into your handicapping. Maybe some of the younger guys over there, like the Taylor Gooches of the world, maybe – they're going to be a little bit more focused on winning. I don't know if I'm trusting some of the big guns in live golf mm-hmm. for this first weekend. The, okay, that, that league is not – we're not going to call it a league now. Well, what is <laughs> the it? Live golf, yeah, the organization, yeah. whatever they are right now, they're not going to turn into the entire waste management tour, though, right? No, I mean, I, I don't want to put imagine. waste management's name on that, by the way. <laughs> but that atmosphere is different. It's not bad for golf, in my opinion. I mean, I, I, I love watching. I know a lot of people have uh, opinions about it. They don't like watching golf that way. Right. Uh, but tell that to the fans in attendance at that uh, event. I think it's a great point because I don't know what it's going to look like. And, again, I'm not going to just, you know, wistfully throw money out there mm-hmm. at numbers because I have no idea what this is going to look like this weekend. I, to be perfectly blunt, you have to look at golf courses, golf, how, right. how players approach it right. and we know in the PGA Tour at least at major championships they're taking this very seriously I don't know what this is going to look like is it going to be a party this weekend for for week number one and, and you, you got you got team events but you have individual mm-hmm. events as well are the guys that just took the big money 200 million dollars for Phil Mickelson 125 million for Dustin Johnson just to sign their name on a contract which is by the way different than the PGA Tour which is independent contractors so like where's their motivation this sure. week I would say caution before you start blindly wagering on this thing until we know what it looks like. So, okay, well, wait, no, I know you want to have caution, but wait a minute. Look, let's look at this from a betting standpoint. Mm-hmm. How would you cap it right now? How would you go about uh, I, capping this event coming I, up? I don't think I'd play the, the bigger guns. I don't think I'd play the the, uh, the, the Phil Mickelson's at 30-1. to 1. I don't think I'd play the Dustin Johnson at the shorter numbers that I saw at some places here in town in, in Las Vegas. I probably would pick – Maybe a European player that's already over there, that's not making the travel, that hadn't had the whole kerfuffle about the big announcement, like Bryson DeChambeau today. I would probably stay away from those 
players that are in the headlines in the United States for the wrong reasons, and maybe some other players over in Europe and other parts of the world, but maybe they're not getting the same consternation right. that some of the American players are getting because even for with taking the, that job. Right, right, because even with the RBC, you're, you're seeing rumblings, at least I am, about, okay, this is a tune-up for the U.S. Open. So right. how do you cap in that situation, right? I'm not playing, Dustin, more long I'm not playing Justin Thomas sure, this weekend. Exactly sure. right, for the same reason mm-hmm. as they get ready for Brookline next week. Very quickly, uh, before we take our first break, and again, we got a lot more to get to, Game 3 of the NBA playoffs, uh, the NBA Finals we'll discuss when we come back. But I was texting my buddy Tyler Fulgham over at ESPN. He and I are big, both, both big golf guys. And we were like, well, Patrick Reed's gone. Bryson DeChambeau's gone. We're like, well, those guys were really, weren't really well liked on tour. So not a big loss. And I go, Bryson's best bud was Tiger Woods. There's no way Tiger Woods is going to do this. He turned him down. I think he turned him he down. He turned him down. He turned him down. Because he is a PGA, right. PGA Tour guy. He's going to take the mantle from Jack, right? But I just threw that out there like, could you like shock no, emotion? No, he's too, right? no, no, he's, he's all about, he's all about records right now. Yeah, it's not about money anymore. It's all about those records right now for Tiger. Because remember, they played in the Ryder Cup right. team together. Tiger Woods and Bryson DeChambeau. <laughs> As of right now, no Bryson DeChambeau for the Ryder Cup next year. So many tentacles that we'll get to later on with Carl Paulson. But when we come back, game three of the NBA Finals tonight. Are the Warriors a live dog? We'll discuss when we come back with us right here on the Lombardi Line on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to point game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
VEASAN contributor Jeff Siegel is coming off a winning Freakness pick, and now you can get a $25 free bet to follow him in Saturday's Belmont Stakes. All you have to do is sign up for First Bet, the preferred horse racing app of VEASAN. Go to VEASAN.com slash horses for details on this exclusive offer for VEASAN fans. That's VEASAN.com slash horses. Use the promo code LVBELMONT. Back alongside Mike Pritchard, I am Dave Ross. And Pritch, you know, I, I mean, I love coming to work every day and, and talking because in our industry, there really is no days off. Like the Bill Belichick, mm-hmm. no days <laughs> off. We don't have any days off, right? And you think sometimes you get to the dog days of summer. No, not really. Not with live golf and all the calamities going on in the rest of the sports world. Oh, by the way, we have game three of the NBA Finals. And I say, oh, by the way, because sometimes it gets lost in the long layoffs that they have. Right. And now we have game three tonight back in the East Coast in Boston. Uh, this series all tied up at one, obviously. And right now the C's are still about three and a half point favorites. We're seeing that total around 212 and a half. Do you factor that into your handicap? These three day layoffs where normally sometimes you want to get in a rhythm. Sometimes you want to stay in a rhythm. Sometimes you can get it out of a rhythm. I don't know if people read into it too much or if it really is a factor in the NBA Finals with the spacing that they have of it. You know what? I, I do uh, like it. You know, we're in a different format. It used to be 2-3-2, two, two, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But, you know, you got a 2-2, two, 1-1-1. Two, one, one, one. And so uh, when you look at the situations when you have Boston going back home, they're going to play again on Friday too, right? So we'll get that rhythm aspect of it. Uh, but I, I don't mind the layoff or, or the, the time in between because there's injuries involved, too. Yeah. Robert Williams, I, I'm hoping that he's closer to 100% if he can get there. He's probably not going to get there. Uh, but I want to see these guys fresh uh, on the floor. Uh, I want to mm-hmm. see them attention to detail, uh, the adjustments that are going to happen because you watch tape. Uh, we're, right. we're anticipating Boston, okay, they're going to step up, being more physical on the floor uh, in this game because Draymond turned it up a few notches, right? He's a nuisance. He's Dennis Rodman, basically. He is. Can Jalen – overcome all that can he elevate his game mentally and forget the back the fact that Draymond is a nuisance on the floor because Draymond is Ding him up right now and so Jalen's gonna have to be better than that he was in game two uh, and not be frustrated that way so I so you really I, think he is living in Jalen Brown's head oh absolutely absolutely and I, at least in game two yeah. I, I'm gonna give Jalen the benefit of the doubt that he's gonna be able to overcome that but if you go right back out there on the floor maybe you don't have time to think about that as an athlete I, I'm thinking about it hmm. from my perspective as an athlete like yeah, give me a few days uh, to kind of watch tape, review my game, understand what's going on, and adjust that way. Pritch, I want to. I wonder because you played with guys like Deion Sanders, Andre Risen, right? That that were combative and talkers. And is it a strategy? Was it a strategy for those guys? Is it a strategy for Draymond Green to say, you know what? I might not go after Jason Tatum. I'll let that sleeping dog lie. But I'll go after Jalen Brown. And if I can get in his head and take away option number two. Well, that's part of the equation of victory. Right. Is that all fair? Because I know a lot of people, social media, Mm -hmm. the talking heads that we see all over the networks are kind of like really getting on Draymond Green that this is over the line, crossing the line. Is there a line if you're trying to win a championship? No, there's no no line. It's it's about competition. It's about winning a championship. You're this close? Wait a minute. Wait, I'm going to draw a line now? Is that what you're trying to say? Now there's a line since – no, no, no. I mean, it's interesting you brought up uh, Andre because, you know, Michigan State, they have that in common, him and Draymond. But uh, Draymond, this is his game, though. I mean, if you watch him, this this is nothing new. You know, he he got ejected in that series against LeBron and and, and the Cavs. I think he understands 
how far he can go with it. Yeah. He got one T. You get two T's. I mean, you kind of got parameters there. I, I can get that first. Right. Yeah, I know how far I can go where Jalen doesn't know how far to go. This is his first time in NBA Finals. Mm. And so you have the experience factor like you do if you're Golden State. You're going to use that to your advantage over the inexperienced uh, Boston Celtics right now. Yeah, it, it is interesting because I wonder if privately Steph and Clay are just like, ah, this is awesome. This is exactly what we want. You know this what is- that did? But it took pressure off of one key player for Golden State. You know who that player was? It was Poole. Yeah. Remember, Poole plays so much better when he doesn't have any type of pressure or spotlight well, on his him. his minutes have been limited. Right. Even, but- even in that, that third quarter explosion and the shot at the end of the third, mm-hmm. his, like, uh, Steve Kerr, the trust level, I don't know if it's gone down. And it, it, maybe it goes back up now. After that third quarter explosion. I think he gauges the pressure, though. Like, if Draymond can affect things like he was on the floor offensively for Boston, take them out of rhythm, in particular a couple players, okay, now my guy, Poole, who's going to help us win a championship, can feel more comfortable on the floor. And when he's more comfortable on the floor, that's that deadly lineup that they have with those three guards. You know, that's an interesting way to handicap this, that you kind of look at it like – you know, like Marcus Smart in in the Bay, he's not going to be intimidated. He's Marcus Smart, right? He's 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 going to take it all, mm-hmm. right? Jalen Brown looks like he's clearly been affected. I don't know what to make of Jason Tatum because he had his best game in game two, and they lose badly, right? He had a poor game in game one, but the others stepped up and were better. So, do you worry about Jordan Poole now going on the road? It's going to be it's going to be hostile tonight. And sure. I mean that in the sports sense, right? But you think the Boston fans are going to let Draymond Green off the hook tonight? You got another thing coming. Well, Draymond can handle it, though. Right. Like, you, you mentioned players who I played with, you know, Dion and, and, you know, Andre, anybody really like that. They could handle it. And actually, actually they fed off of it. Really. They wanted it. Yeah, they wanted it. So, because it's me against everybody else. And uh, when it's me against everybody else, like, that way, if you're that type of athlete, you're wired that way, uh, you, you get energized from that. So, I'm looking for Boston to step up, being more physical. That could lead to more zones, maybe matchup zones, because they got to defend the pick and roll. Pick and roll to me is all about matchups when it comes to Golden State creating those. Uh, and we we saw how uh, limited Boston was against certain matchups and pick and roll situations. The points in the paint uh, discrepancy was incredible mm-hmm. when you factor in that game two situation for Golden State. So Robert Williams, again, he's not 100%, uh, but – the Warriors finds ways to get into the paint. They do. I mean, it was so bad uh, in terms of the difference between points oh. in the paint and game two for Golden State. 40 to 24 could have been worse because, remember, Golden State missed a lot of easy buckets early on, too. So uh, I think Boston's got a problem that way. Uh, if they can create an opportunity to have Golden State be more perimeter-oriented and shoot the rock. Think about what you're saying. I know, but, Isn't but that stunning? they can contest that, though. And then also – that type of offensive lineup uh, for Golden State, I don't think can defend what Boston has offensively. I always say that, you know, what, everything that's old will be new again. Mm-hmm. And what you're just describing is instead of settling for the three and maybe Boston's overplaying in the perimeter, keep taking it to the hole. Keep going to the rack. A- Andrew, like watching the arc of Andrew Wiggins's playing career now is fascinating. Right. This was a guy that was a guy who stood out on the wing – Right, and maybe he was a little bit of a slasher, but really jump shooter. Right, comes in as number mm-hmm. one pick, supposed to be the score. Now he's like a low post guy, <laughs> you know, rebound defender, grunge guy, dirty sure. work guy. Like, when did that happen? So, like, you watch that and you go, if they're going to be tougher than Boston down low and beat them in the paint, and they don't have to rely on Splash Brothers and right. Clay being good because Clay hasn't been good. 
Nope. And they can win by almost 30 without Klay Thompson? Like, that kind of scares me if I'm on the Boston side. Right. Because if you keep overextending and they keep – because Steph will do that. Like, yeah, Steph's going to hit his threes, and mm-hmm. that's just the way he's going to be. He'll also kill you at the rim. Sure, absolutely. If, if you're not going to defend the, the interior, this could be uh, – uh, to me, I, I kind of like Golden State today right. in this I, well, game Well, you're catching points here, uh, three and a half on the road, two, 12 and a half is the total. Uh, it's interesting, too, because – uh, Golden State, they get away with so many moving screens that they don't call. Oh, yeah, they do. Uh, you know, because they, they move and they cut all the time, right? And it's not like they have a lead blocker on well, some Draymond of screens. Draymond does they that, do. right? Yeah. yeah, and they don't call that. It's, it's basically a moving screen, but they don't call it because they're positioning themselves, right? And well, if you put your hands up, Fritz, then you're sure, always or, or if you're up there like a blocker on electric football, watch <laughs> it. Watch Golden State. They do that. And it's a moving screen, and they don't call it, and they get away with it. They really get away with it. It's highly effective for them. Uh, but the turnovers have done in Boston, too. Yep. So if you land three and a half for Boston, uh, can they solve the turnover problem? It was a t- problem against Miami, uh, and it's a problem against Golden State. The thing, the thing about it, though, you can turn the ball over against Miami and still be in a game, but uh, you turn the ball oh, no. over against Golden State, uh, and then you're not scoring, you're in trouble. You know, it, it is interesting when you look at the way the totals happen in the first two games where it goes easily over the total with a huge fourth quarter by Boston in game one mm-hmm. to, to steal that game. And then game two, Golden State comes and Boston just can't score anymore. We talked about how these are the top two defenses in the NBA. We really don't talk about that a whole lot. It feels like a 212 and a half. There really hasn't been a big adjustment. It's right. still kind of still in that same range. It's been around 215 down to 212 in these first couple games here. What style do you think we get tonight? We, do we get that? As you mentioned, we're going to guard you more on the perimeter to limit threes, so we're going to get more twos, maybe less scoring. Like, I, I, it's really hard to gauge where we think that total might go. Yeah, it is hard to gauge at this point because of the turnover factor, too. I, I think Boston uh, will step up trying to be more physical. That's what they're talking about. Uh, Marcus Smart cannot cover Steph, though. The way, wait, wait, defensive player of the year. I know, Marcus I know. Smart. But you talked about Tatum, too, and so his average game is about 28 points. That's what he's scoring right now. He's got to be spectacular. Can yeah. he skew it that way against his defense uh, for Golden State? And also, can Jalen Brown overcome the nuance or, or the nuisance that is Draymond Green? If he can do that, uh, then, yeah, maybe this total uh, is different. But uh, a defensive battle, two teams like this, the length on the perimeter for Boston, too, more physical uh, on the floor, 212 and a half, maybe the unders play. I wonder if Dion back in the day, like when he knew he'd just be like, I got him. I got him. Right? Oh, and yeah. that's what Draymond's thinking right yeah. now. Got him. He's locked in my head. When we come back, Steve Mack is going to join us. Some incredible numbers in Major League Baseball to discuss. Come on back. It's the Lombardi Line on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The VEASAN Summer Special is here. For only $39, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with some of the best betting content in the biz right here at VEASAN.com. Subscribers are going to have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB Best Bets. Jonathan Von Tobel's got you covered through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil's going to do the same for the Stanley Cup Finals. Going to have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily Best Bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $39 to be a subscriber through July 31st, so sign up now at vcin.com slash 
summer. Back alongside Mike Pritchard, I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi Line right here on VEASAN each and every Wednesday. A real pleasure to be joined by Steve Mackinnon. Follow him on Twitter at Steve Mackinnon. Of course, our Point Spread Weekly editor joins us. And, Steve, I was looking at your, your notes last night, right? And I'm seeing these pictures that we're going to talk about here in a second of guys maybe you want to back at home and guys you might want to back in the road. And then I'm watching my Metropolitans go up against you, Darvish, who happens to be in your article. And I went, oh, great. And then you, Darvish, had like a no-hitter through, what, almost six last night, and your numbers were spot on once again. Let's talk about some guys, and let's start right there with you because we know Darvish is one of those guys, Steve, that has dynamic stuff. Why it doesn't translate on the road, but yet to your numbers, he can be very profitable at home. Why do you think those splits occur? You know, it's hard to say in this <laughs> circumstance, uh, uh, maybe Mike can maybe lend uh, more of uh, his expertise to this. The fact that athletes are comfortable in certain situations. I mean, you you, you just get uh, cer- certain levels of performance. Uh, I mean, I, I know for a fact playing basketball myself in the past that there were courts I like to play better at. I mean, it just that's just how it goes. You know, Steve, it is fascinating uh, and, and how correlative this is because as an athlete myself, uh, and we're talking about this during a break, yeah, Darvish going up against the Mets. The Mets are crushing the ball, but yet Darvish does an amazing job, puts a great game, right? So there's a fine line, I guess. This is the best way to sum it up or, or explain it, Steve. There's a fine line between confidence and insecurity as an athlete. <laughs> like, yeah. like if, I, if I'm shooting a rock and I see the ball going through the hoop, okay, I'm highly confident. But if I'm bricking everything, okay, I'm insecure. I'm not, I'm not the same player. And the same thing, I think – uh, translates uh, to all sports, football, baseball, uh, all sports across the, across the gamut there. And no question about it. And we mentioned you, Darvish. He's been almost 20 units uh, to the plus at home in San Diego, but he's not the number one guy on your list. It's Kyle Gibson of Philadelphia with a plus 19.97 units. Again, this is uh, profit at home since 2021. Well, I didn't see that coming here, mm-hmm. Steve. So, again, some of these players that we're going to go through – it is amazing because Kyle Gibson, we know he's a very good starting pitcher, but boy, is that highly profitable at home in a small pitcher's ball or non-pitcher's ballpark in Philadelphia? Again, these numbers that 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 play out. Does when I look at it now, I have to back Kyle Gibson at home, even though if I can't really wrap my head as to why that's happening, the profits are there, right? Yeah, that, that's exactly right, Dave. I mean, if you look at it's kind of the opposite of you, Darvish. You can see maybe where Darvish has a little more comfort pitching at uh, Petco Park where the offense doesn't have much of an advantage. So uh, he's he's comfortable there. But, yeah, Gibson been solid at home, almost Cy Young-worthy type numbers uh, at home uh, over the past season plus. So uh, definitely somebody you're going to want to watch for. Uh, his next home start figures to be this Saturday against uh, the D-backs. And that's the beauty of uh, subscribing to Point Spread Weekly, following Steve Mack and his work. jump on it. Because not only the jump, but he he maps it out for you as a better. I mean, mm-hmm. look, this is undeniable information here, and that's how I'm looking at it, uh, Steve, uh, and how to apply it, too. Like you just mentioned, look for these uh, pitchers yes. in their next home starts, uh, and don't make it too difficult on yourself as a better out there. 
Absolutely, Mike. And the, the great thing about today's article is you want to hop on it today. Yes. Because there are six of these guys going today in, in their certain spots that I talk about. Let's talk about some of those others because, again, some of the names do jump off. Because, again, I mentioned you, Darvish, and the talent there is undeniable, right? Trevor Bauer's not pitching, but we understand why he'd be on that list when he is eligible to pitch. Logan Webb in San Francisco. Some of these names, you go, yeah, 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 of course, guys. Mm -hmm. Uber talented, right? But then you do look at, it, say, a Herman Marquez, who went last night uh, for Colorado and actually pitched well on the road. But at home, Colorado, I mean, Steve, that would say, who wants to pitch in Colorado? I got to back Marquez at home in what is known as notoriously a bad pitcher's ballpark. Yeah, and ironically, uh, another guy on there sends a tell you, you want to back him too at home. You, you wonder what makes these two particular pitchers feel way more comfortable at Coors Field than they do when they get on the road. You would think it'd be quite the opposite, but uh, uh, you just never know what drives an athlete. Yeah, it is fascinating. Let's take a look at, conversely, some other guys here, Steve. We flipped the scripts that you found to be very profitable at home. And if you would tell the origin story of this, because I was reading about it, how Craig, Greg Peterson does a great job for us here uh, at VEASAN, that you, you had a conversation, I be, believe, with Greg that kind of led to you going down this primrose path to find these numbers and these splits that you're seeing, how profitable some guys are at home and somehow how profitable some guys are on the road. Yeah, so Greg brought up the case of Darvish, and I remember this from years ago with Zach Greinke at Miller Park, just was uh, un, almost unbeatable when he pitched for the Brewers. He'd go on the road, and it was very ordinary. So it got me thinking again, maybe there's a lot more to this than uh, that meets the eye. So I obviously you dig into the numbers and you do find that. Now, let's look at a game like for today. We got Dane Dunning uh, going for uh, Texas at Cleveland. Dunning has been a far more profitable pitcher at home. He's uh, the, the Rangers are two and 15 in his last 17 road games and his uh, whip is about 1.7. So uh, Dunning's a pretty good underdog at Cleveland today, and I think it's for good reason. Yeah, you actually got uh, Ian Anderson on the bump, too, for Atlanta mm -hmm. at home, which is intriguing to me right now because I was looking at some other games, uh, but I'm not, not going to bypass this data that you have right here. Now, it's a big number. It's minus 230. Other situations, when you have such a uh, strong information like that, uh, does that favor first five situations, for instance, uh, with Ian Anderson? Well, you'd have to think so because Anderson doesn't typically get beyond the sixth. So mm -hmm. I, I would definitely consider that type of information mm -hmm. essential. Now, if you want to balance something out where you, you're a little uncomfortable with maybe having such a big number today, we got a big number on the other side that might be worthy of something too. Josiah Gray for Washington. He's going against uh, uh, Alcantara at Miami today. Josiah Gray has been phenomenal on the road, horrible at home. Uh, 6.45 ERA at home in his last 14 starts at home, 3.23 with a whip of 1.15 in his last 10 road starts. So he's been sharp. He's about a plus 190 underdog uh, at Miami today. And Washington uh, had a poor start yesterday with eight on pitching, which is a whole other story altogether. <laughs> but uh, they won three games in a row before that game. So I, I wouldn't discount Washington's chance to uh, pull kind of a, a pretty big upset today. You know, one other name that really caught my eye, Steve, and this is as a formerly disgruntled Metropolitan fan. It's Everything's been great until the U Darvish start last night. But I look at Steven Matz of St. Louis, okay? And he's been, to your numbers here, really profitable on the road, not so profitable at home. 
do I have to back Steven Matz on the road, even though he's like, you know, arch enemy <laughs> number one in New York City? Well, uh, I think we, we know we, we're trying not to do this with our heart, Dave. So <laughs> <laughs> um, you get value where you, you take it where you can get it. Yeah, no question. Yeah. And, and I will I will put my money uh, above my heart and have to back Matt's on the road. The other guy that kind of jumped out to me, gentlemen, here was Garrett Cole because he was a lightning rod at the beginning of the year, right? And, and maybe it's Yankee Stadium here, Steve, where, you know, the, the home fans can be tough on you. And I think they were tough on him early, but on the road, he's been very profitable. So normally you don't like to weigh those bigger prices with those named commodities like a Garrett Cole. But to your numbers here, Steve, that's not a bad way to go to back a horse like Garrett Cole on the road. Yeah, simply because of the premium price difference. I mean, he's pitches at Yankee Stadium. You gotta, you're, you're just paying the premium on that. Uh, if you look at the statistics, they're pretty close as to how he performs at home on the road. He's just a solid pitcher all around. But you pay that premium level price for him, and uh, sometimes you just gotta gotta shy away from it. All right. So again, that's a, a profitable play to take Garrett Cole on the road. I will be doing that in starts to come. Before we go, Steve, we've got about uh, 45 seconds to go here. I follow you on Twitter at Steve Mackinnon, as people should do. We're bearing the lead here. You went and saw Top Gun Maverick in the theater. Can you give us your best Siskel and Ebert in 30 second review? Yeah, I tell you what, I thought it was a fantastic storyline. Uh, I, I haven't seen many sequels where they don't push the first story that hard, but work it in very cleverly to the second one. I think thought they did that here. I thought the conflict story part of it was very good, very realistic that uh, you could really get behind. So uh, great movie. Uh, very excited about uh, maybe the potential movies with uh, after what I saw uh, last night. You know, our guy Brian Ortega, one of our mm -hmm. producers here at VEASAN, does a great job breaking down the Oscars from a betting perspective. And I said to him, how is this not best picture? Everybody's raving about this picture. He said, there's no chance it'll win. I don't get the Oscars. <laughs> not a chance. Steve, appreciate your thoughts. As always, follow him on Twitter, at Steve McAdam. When we come back, Carl Paulson is going to join us from PGA Tour Radio. My goodness, the golf world is ablaze. We're going to try to put some water on it and calm it down. When you come back with us, I'm the one party one of these in the Sports Betting Network. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one -on -one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one -on -one contest 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. There has never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. New customers can download the BetMGM app and place a $10 money line wager on any NBA Finals game. And if either team simply hits a three-pointer in the game, you're going to win 200 bucks in free bets. Just use the code VEASAN200 when you make your very first wager. Sign up now and discover BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use the bonus code VEASAN200 to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three-pointer in any NBA Finals game. So visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Alongside Mike Pritchard, I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi Line right here on Visa. And Pritch, as I mentioned to you, I texted our buddy Carl Paulson yesterday because, you know, Tiger Woods was not going to play in the U.S. Open. I thought that was a big news. We were just coming off the heels of Dustin Johnson defecting to live golf. I thought that was the big news. And then I wake up today, and there's more big news. And Carl is cool enough to join us once again. Of course, he is a former PGA Tour golfer and co-host of Inside the Ropes on Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio and the pride of First Colonial High School in Virginia Beach. We both went there. CP, it's great to have you back in the program, my friend. Uh, let's, I don't even know where to begin with golf because it feels like the NWO right now, and it's just kind of setting the world on fire, the sports world, with what's happening in golf. First of all, did you see this coming with Live Tour that they would get this many defections of the caliber of a DJ, of a Bryson, popularity guys like Ricky Fowler, and then, of course, a lot of the Euro guys? Did, did, did we think it would have this big an impact this soon? No, not at all, Dave. And thanks for having me, by the way. And I apologize for the background noise in the car. <laughs> I found out yesterday that I'm that I'm going back up to work PGA Tour Live this week because uh, one of the guys that was supposed to work it got into the tournament in Canada late. So Ooh. running around like like a crazy person trying to get ready to leave <laughs> tomorrow morning. But no, I didn't. You know, when we first started kind of looking at who was interested in, in going to play on this tour, it was guys that were pretty much but you know over the hill when it comes into you know in terms of past their prime right mm -hmm. the lee westwoods and the ian polters and phil mickelson even though he won a major championship last year well past their primes and and we kind of thought this you know okay fine they'll go get a you know a little bit of a money grab here and but we'll still have a super strong nucleus here on the pga tour Dustin Johnson was a big surprise to everybody, I think, um, you know, after everything that went down earlier this year. And then he said that he was committed to the PGA Tour. Bryson just last week said he was committed to the PGA Tour and not going. Um, I, I guess the, the, the enticement of that money is just too strong for some of these guys. 
You know, Carl, it's really interesting, too, because um, I don't know if we can measure the ripple effect of all this yet. Um, and uh, certainly we want that information if we're looking to bet these guys. Right. Whether it's the RBC or, or either in future uh, tournaments, future events, because we don't know how the PGA is going to react as well. Uh, what's been, I, I guess, the talk uh, amongst players like yourself or, or just people that covering the sport uh, about that ripple effect right now? Well, we talked a little bit about that, Dennis Paulson and my co-host and I talked a little bit about that before our show today, and and we're pretty big on letting everything kind of happen before we start talking about it because they're all hypotheticals until they happen. Look, yeah, we've had some guys that are signed and ready to go, but you know, what if they change their mind and don't tee off tomorrow morning? So let's just wait. Let's get this tournament underway, <laughs> see what happens. We're waiting for a real response from the PGA tour. What are they going to do to the players that have left and are now going to play the live and can they do anything? Because some of those guys have just given up their membership on the PGA tour. Can't really do anything to those guys. It's one of those, uh, you can't fire me because I quit kind of things. And <laughs> so I, I don't really think, you know, right now until this tournament goes underway and we hear something from the PGA tour, it's really worth kind of going into the hypotheticals, but there are some things that are really kind of piquing my interest, you know, the Ryder Cup for one. Uh, how, how are we going to handle the Ryder Cup situation? Because, you know, under the, uh, the old rules, you had to be a member of the PGA of America and a member of the PGA Tour to be on the United States Ryder Cup team. Are they going to hold true to those to those values and to those categories that you have to kind of check off the list? The President's Cup is owned by the PGA Tour. Are we going to continue that? Is that going to change in any way? So there are a lot of things down the road that are, are really interesting to kind of see what's going to happen. Um, but, you know, without it happening, it's just kind of speculation. CP, I think you just nailed it right on the head. It's something that Mike and I discussed before we began the show today. I think that's the biggest potential ripple effect. Hey, individual tour things, you, you miss out on the PGA Tour. I think the tour can handle that. But when it gets to the Ryder Cup and it gets to the President's Cup and it's under their purview and they could come down and rule with an iron fist and say no, I, you're right. We don't know if they're going to do that. I hope they don't so it doesn't water down that product and we really do get the best Americans against the best Euros. And we'll figure out how the European Tour kind of decides what to do with their players in this same predicament. But, but Carl, I, I do wonder about the majors, right? And so we know next week at the U.S. Open that Phil Mickelson's going to show up. Dustin Johnson's going to show up. Louis Oosthuizen's going to be there. You know, is this going to be like, you know, WCW against WWE and they're going to have their live shirts versus the PGA Tour? Like, are we going for a, a Sharks and Jets scenario coming down the road? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, the major championships, obviously, we heard from the USGA yesterday saying that they were going to go with the field that was already in place, which includes some of the live tour players that have jumped ship from the PGA Tour. I think that was the right move. I, I think the major championships, what's going to happen with the major championships is – dependent and hinges on one thing and that's the official world golf rankings if the official world golf rankings does not give this tour official world golf ranking points and these guys can't stay in the top 50 in the world or top 60 in the world or whatever it is for that particular major championship they're not going to be able to qualify for these majors so maybe for a couple of years a year a year and a half these guys can stay inside the top 50 not playing in any tournaments 
based upon where they were ranked prior to them leaving, but they're going to drop out of those numbers that they need to be inside of to qualify for the U.S. Open, which brings up another pretty big point with the official world golf rankings. If the official world golf rankings doesn't like to give points out to 54 whole events, they do, um, but they don't particularly like no cut events as well, which, you know, these kind of fall under both of mm -hmm. those categories. I don't see if this tour continues to pick players off for the PGA tour and continues on for the next year or so, or two years or three years or five years, because that's kind of what they're planning on with these contracts that they're signing that the official world golf rankings can't, that he doesn't give them points at some point, because we're going to have a couple of pretty decent fields and you know, the official world golf rankings gives points to some pretty small tournaments and some pretty small tours around the world that you don't have to give them to all the players, maybe give out 24 places of official world golf rankings. But if the official world golf rankings just completely ignores this tour, what's that going to do to that product? It's really going to water that thing down too. So again, another trickle down effect that we don't have any idea of what's going to happen. Um, and I, and I don't want to speculate on, on what is going to happen because I kind of like to watch and see what happens <laughs> and, and kind of comment on that. But there, there are so many of those tentacles, Dave, that, you know, there's probably four or five of them that, that nobody's even thought about yet. I, I think you're right on, CP. And I think you're right. We have to kind of take a, a wait and see approach to what this is, what it looks like. Do the players like it? Do they want to come back to the PGA Tour right away? It is going to be so many moving parts there, CP. Got about a minute and a half to go. You said you're going to be heading up there to the RBC this weekend for the, the Canadian Open. Uh, give me some long shots. Who, who do you like this week? Because Scotty Scheffler is the smallest name on the board here, seven to one, with Justin Thomas seven to one, Rory right there at eight to one. Do those guys use this as a tune-up for next week's U.S. Open? Or do you think they're in it to win it? No, they're definitely in it to win it. Question about that? You know, you can go into the tournament with thoughts of, okay, I'm going to hit more cut shots this week because the greens are going to be firmer next week, and I I'm going to do that. But once they get into contention, you kind of lose all of that. Uh, pre-game, you know, <laughs> all the planning and stuff that you had ready to rock and roll and, and you go try to win a tournament and, you know, instinct takes over and, and you go do what you do. So I, I certainly think that they will be using this tournament. You know, a lot of players like to play the week before. A lot of players don't like to play the week before. So they kind of have a game plan already of what they're doing. And if you're there, you're trying to win the golf tournament. You're trying to win a bunch of FedEx Cup points to, to help you get back into, you know, make it back to Atlanta. So, um, you know what? There hadn't been a Canadian winner in a long, long time. And Corey Connors is looking awfully good, guys. Woo! 22 right. to 1 for the Canadian Corey Connors. Hey, CP, safe travels, my friend. Appreciate you joining us again. I love listening to you each and every day on Inside the Ropes on Sirius XM Radio. CP, safe travels. We'll catch up again next week. There he is, everybody. Thanks Carl for Wilson. having me. When we come back, much more NFL with Mike Fritchard here in the Lombardi line on these and these Sports Betting Network. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.